Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. All right, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. It's Christian. I, uh, if you're new, please put new down in the chat. I'd like to meet you. And if we haven't met, my name is Christian. Call sign Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about whatever comes out of our mouth. That's what's going to happen. There he is. AE5DW, Don Wilbanks, uh, chilling. I played some blues music uh, just for you uh, this morning. Cheers, uh, brother, and welcome to the show again. Nice to be here. It's nice to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. Uh, good morning, everybody. We're going we're gonna to have some fun today, I think. It's been a while since we've done this. Well, well, last week, but, you know. That's funny, uh, but I guess people just don't know. You know, I get a message last night. Don's like, you near radio? Like, well, it was kind of like, could be, could be, sure. Uh, first, uh, Jeff is uh, tuning in here from Japan. He is nude, apparently. I mean, this is the way we got to start things off. It will be tricky going from our segment to the news where you have to be serious, but uh, we'll we'll make it work. By the way, welcome to the back porch here in uh, lovely Picayune, America. I love it. I, is that a flip-flop hanging back there on the wall? I'm trying to get your... your uh, yeah, kind of. It's, it's, it's just a wall decoration, uh, primarily. I don't know what it says. Five o'clock. So the one over here says it's five o'clock somewhere, and I don't know what the. I don't know what. I can't read. Not yeah, pictures uh, on it. Yeah, we uh, we agreed that Don and I were just going to keep this loose. We'll do uh, twenty minutes because uh, he gets six G's for twenty minutes. Six G's. <laughs> And, uh, and I, any other letter I can uh, squeeze out of you as well. <laughs> he gets six A's. Yeah. But, you know, when Don get together, the thing is, I think Don's been around and is known uh, throughout the ham radio community through Amateur Radio Newsline, which was then put on Ham Nation. Uh, and Ham Nation is uh, the biggest kid on the block, I would say, in terms of uh, longest standing and all this sort of stuff. So everybody knows Don we're from really that. For, we're really fortunate. Uh, to uh, to have gone ten years. I mean, you know, that's a that's a that's a good stretch. No matter how you measure it, ten years doing that. So, I met you through Ham Nation. Mister mm-hmm. Heil brought me on to do some sort of new ham type of segments. Did some segments there. Yeah. Uh, transitioned to one hundred watts and a wire, and you were always really supportive of that community. My work. We. Um, so I have to say thank you for that. That I don't believe in wait until a man passes a hundred years from now to say, man, he was really good to me. But in the beginning, you were always consistent and you stayed supportive of the effort. And I don't know, it, we we share a common thing. Maybe that's what it is. We're, we're silly as hell for one. Uh, yeah. Two broadcast guys. So yeah, we love music, blues music, blues music particularly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, and, you know, just from from one broadcaster to another, I mean, you know, when when I saw you come on, I'm like, OK, we're dealing with a pro here. And so it was initially the professional respect. 
and then uh, getting to know you and knowing what all we have in common it's the uh, it's the friendship as well and uh, yeah, there may have been alcohol involved yeah there's a weird time where don invited me to stay in dayton in his room and i don't remember if i went i don't know how i got home if i went we've home actually we've never met face to face we've never been in, in a room together you know why you know why go ahead and say it. i just set you up this is good knock me down just go ahead it's just too it's too easy this is too easy this is our, actually our morning show audition don and i have really decided to get back into radio and this will I don't be our softballs <laughs> maybe i should say volleyballs i don't know the size of yeah melons anyway um yeah, so this is our audition tape. We'll be uh, creating a new morning show for you. Coming to yeah. Saginaw, is it? I, I don't know. Oh, we'll do it. It's yeah. remote. We don't have to worry. We'll just... What's the old saying? If it plays in Peoria? Oh, dear. We've got to chime in here. Yes, Paul? You know I, you're I setting have, yourself up. You're derailing our train here. Look at this. Guy. I have shared a room with Don at a ham shack, at okay, a ham that, fest, and still, still scarred. Yeah, you taught me last week to keep him muted. I, I don't know why. I think it's statue of limitations. You're fine. You're fine, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, hey, yeah, that was a good time up in uh, up in, at the. Uh, that was at Peoria, as a matter of fact. If you guys have a question for Don that uh, you want to ask, put a Q. Do me a favor, put a Q in front of your question in the chat, and hopefully our moderators or sidecar Steve will pick it up and bring it in, and we can kind of roll like that. We're keeping it loose so to speak here and you know why we haven't met in person is because you and I were both on this rotating year at Dayton you know you went every other year and I went every even year or whatever it was for yeah. a while yeah and yeah. it was just like oh man you're gonna go then I think we were both going to connect and then your son was graduating and it was a yeah. year you weren't going to go so it, you know it was just one of Something those like sort that. Of yeah it's it's and 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 then you know job change and everything else and and then COVID hits, and uh, but you know Huntsville's coming up in three months. I know, and you say that's the best one. I mean, or your it favorite is. one? It, it is the best it one. Really okay. is, yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I want to tell it. a little story. Well, I, Go ahead. It's primarily the. I mean, it's the young ham of the year thing. That's what that's what got me to Huntsville, and I you know kept going, and I've only missed two since 1995, and that was only because one uh, one year we actually did not award a young ham of the year because we didn't have anybody who stood up head and shoulders above any others. And we didn't want to just, you know, put four or five applications up on the wall, close our eyes, spin around three times and throw a dart. Um, and the other time was last year when they just COVID took it away. So that's, that's the only two that I've missed. I love it. I absolutely love Huntsville. Well, and you have a uh, fondness. I had to be careful I say this because our friends are all joke jokers. But you're uh, inspired by youth in terms of the future of this service and hobby. Talk about that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, and i've I've gotten uh, I've gotten to know pretty much all of the young hams from like ninety four or ninety five on, and have become very good friends with with several uh, to this day. Um, Chris Bro, uh, who won uh, not last year but the year well, no, he did win last year because I awarded that that at actually at Neil Rapp's uh, wedding uh, up there. So yeah, Chris and I are real tight as well as his family, and uh, there are others that I, I keep in touch with, and uh, parents of others that I keep in touch with. And yeah, you know, it's it's like 
that was Bill Pasternak's whole thing. WA6ITF, uh, the late great, who actually uh, started Newsline. And actually, Newsline morphed from something that was called the Westlink Report out in Southern California in the 80s or 70s, actually. 1973, I think, was the first year for Westlink. And then it became Amateur Radio Newsline. But that was, uh, youth was, was Bill's passion. And so he had the idea, let's honor youth in amateur radio. And what we'll do is we'll start an award. We'll call it the Young Ham of the Year Award. And uh, for a youngster under the age of 18, we'll find the best of the best and highlight what they've done using amateur radio for either the community or the world or whatever, MCOM, um, public service, doesn't matter, or even just to uh, advance the state of the art of amateur radio. Just whatever stands out, we're going to honor that as the best of the best for this year. And it seems like every year the bar is higher and higher and higher. And these kids are are just more and more impressive every year. And I've, I've uh, been fortunate to present the award uh, a few years prior to Bill's passing when he was ill and couldn't make it from Southern California to Northern Alabama. And now it's uh, kind of fallen on me to uh, to present that award every year. And it's it's the highlight of what I do with amateur radio, just the absolute highlight. And I say it every year on stage. You know, all of the bad kids get all of the press. And really, the bad kids are the minority. There are way more good kids in the world than there are bad kids. It's it's basically it's the you know, one bad apple doesn't spoil the whole basket and I always say that you're looking at an example of the kind of people that are going to run the world when we're gone. And the world is going to be in really, really good hands. You don't have to worry about it. Just ignore the bad stuff, concentrate on the good stuff, and uh, these are the ones who are going to be following in our footsteps. And maybe they'll help us not ruin this world as we're the ones who are kind of leading it at the moment. Hopefully yeah. they'll keep us in yeah. check and be the ones we can Absolutely. check in and go, what do you think? Okay, maybe I yeah, shouldn't do that. Exactly. Or maybe I shouldn't say exactly. that. Exactly. Hey, what's the website exactly. of, so people can nominate? I know that all of you must know someone. You're mentoring someone or Elmering, as we would say. How do they go and say, I got a kid. I know a kid here who who should be considered yeah it's real simple arnewsline.org just remember amateur radio arnewsline.org and that is the website and then uh at the the uh, the button bar up at the top right in the middle you'll see a word that word is awards if you click on that it'll bring down a menu and the very top one is 2021 uh y-h-o-t-y or young ham of the year i'm not looking at the website right now but that is where you will find the nominating form it is in a, a Word a document form. You download that, fill it in, email it back to us as a Word file or as a PDF, your choice. And if you need, I mean, there's all kinds of space on there. You can, I mean, we have gotten some packages that are 30 and 40 pages long. So doesn't matter. If you can send it by email and it'll fit in an email, then uh, that's how we want to get it. And, and the email address is right there on the form. It's at the bottom. It's newsline at arnewsline.org. And the deadline is Monday, May 31st at midnight Eastern time. We opened nominations uh, three months ago. We always open those in March. They run March, or actually April 1st. No, 
March 1st. They run March, April, and May. And uh, there it is. There's the website, Young Ham of the Year for 2021. Download form here, and that's what you click, and it brings up the, uh, the nominating form. Download that, fill it in, email it back to us, and uh, the judging will commence uh, beginning on June 1st after we get all of the nominations in and they get uh, distributed to the judging panel. Get busy. Get busy, guys. It's time. You want to yeah, make a... Uh, time's running out. <clears throat> you want to get something in there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Pardon me there. And it you seems know, like I'm... everyone waits until the last minute. We'll get a flurry in the last uh, couple of days. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's worrying. It's like we'll go, you know, two months and three weeks with uh, with nothing. And then all of a sudden it's like boom, 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 boom. They're all popping in. I guess it's just human nature to wait until the last minute. But... Uh, yeah, get it in as soon as you can because you don't. If, if it if it gets here after midnight on uh, May thirty first, uh, I mean that that is the deadline. You've had three months to do it. There's no excuse. So yeah, give them get it in the email. Yeah, and things are getting better in the world. Everybody's getting out. So you know mm-hmm. what I think the team at Amateur Radio Newsline, the people who will select this uh, Young Ham of the Year, they want to give proper consideration to each candidate. So that yeah. takes time. So go ahead and get them in now. Uh, and actually, I want to clarify that none of us in Amateur Radio Newsline are on the judging committee. They are. Uh, I can tell you who one of them is, and that is one that is, is always up on stage with me, is um, uh, Rich Moseson, W2VU from CQ Magazine. He's one of our judges, and there are four others, I believe, five in total, that kind of remain anonymous. I mean, I know who they are, but but uh, we try to re- keep, that, uh, keep that anonymous, and all I do is is uh, when the nominations come in, I will look at them just to see if it's anyone I know. And then those get put into a Dropbox folder. And on June 1st, the uh, uh, the chairman, the YHOTY chairman, takes those and distributes them to the judges. And when they make their decision, out comes the uh, press release. And that's when I find out who the winner mm-hmm. is. So we have absolutely no input. We have no knowledge of what the judges are, are talking about, period. We, we give them the nominations, they make their decision, and then they tell us what they decide. And that's exactly how we want to do it. So we cannot be bribed. We are, we are above <laughs> reproach, and that's exactly how we want to keep it. And the other side is, is that the people that work for Amateur Radio Newsline want to celebrate every kid. And so somebody's yeah, got to pick. Somebody. We all right, want them all right. to win. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish we could give away 17 of these things a year. But, you know it's uh, we we do one so hey let's i want to tell a quick story oh were you finished i'm sorry i didn't want to stop no, go ahead go ahead uh don and i we mentioned sharing blues music and we have a couple segments that'll happen in between so if you're available you can come back and maybe we can talk a little deeper because we've talked about cars this is what happens when don and i get on the air which happened just last night in pretty rough conditions it was search and rescue we, we were looking we for tried. a spot yeah we tried you're 5'9 here, by the way. Great great signal uh, coming in. Last night, a little rough. But uh, <clears throat> when we get together, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Cars and music. And the day that the king died, B.B. King, the day oh, of all people. And I've got a story about this, but I'll tell you the abbreviated story about um, when the king died, or the king, as we would say, who, who loved blues music. Um. He died. I was in Dayton. He must have died in May, around May 14th through the 16th of whatever year this was. You know, I'm thinking it's 17 or, boy, it's been, it's, we'll have to look at it. I don't want to diminish this story. Away, yeah. 
But I'm in the lobby of the hotel, and on the screen, all these hams are eating their continental breakfast, and B.B. King has announced that. And I, we had known that he'd been sick. Um, I had seen him just a few months before here in St. Louis. And the first person I think to contact is Don. You know, yeah. like, it was a morning thing, man. It was like someone had just taken and knocked you down with the biggest wave, and we kind of saw it coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you my my connection to BB King. Um, when I was young, my dad um, was a builder; he's a contractor, and he would actually he would he would go in and, and buy estates. Sometimes uh, there was a family; um, the last name was Shadwell, and unfortunately, the entire family passed away in a car accident. Mm. Like three kids and the parents and and the, the the kids were some were young but there were several a couple of the kids who were um who were adults one was in in the navy as a matter of fact and so dad ended up purchasing that entire estate and they had quite the record collection and this i would have been i don't know 10 or 11 so we're talking 70 71 right around there and one of them was a bb king album and i can't remember which album it was but i was going through the albums and i'm like oh this is cool this is cool bb king hmm what's this and the light bulb went on so i've been a blues fan i mean forever and then uh when um when my mother passed away in 1995 um i for about three years i listened nothing but blues music after she passed away and that is literally what kept me from going completely off the rails so um my 50th birthday my wife and i are well first off on my 49th birthday um bb king was playing in biloxi and so i got to see bb king and got to see um Oh, who's uh, who's the uh, his protege with the polka dot guitar from uh, Mississippi? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, damn right, I got the blues. Who is that? Oh, from Chicago. From Chicago. Well, yeah, yeah, Chicago <clears throat> blues. But he's he was actually born in Louisiana. Um, Bring it up. Let's uh, go. Uh, Paul, it's uh, and it's in untip my tongue. Paul, who is it? Yeah, Buddy Guy. I can't. Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy. Yeah. Thank you. I got Paul. to see. Bu- I got to see Buddy Guy uh, live. I got to see BB King live on around my 49th birthday. Um, and uh, went to a blues festival anyway so just just the absolute best then my 50th birthday comes around and dawn is like well what do you want to do uh for your 50th birthday and i said well first off bb king is going to be in biloxi mississippi at the casino september 25th which is my birthday so i want to see bb king so we got tickets she's like okay um well you got vacation and so do i what do you want to do i said let's go to memphis so we did we did the whole memphis thing um I went to B.B. Uh, uh, King's place on Beale Street, went to the Gibson Guitar Factory. We basically did everything but uh, Graceland because we'd done Graceland several times before. But anyway, uh, on the way back, we uh, stopped at uh, in Clarksdale, Mississippi, at Ground Zero Blues Club, where um, uh, that's the place that Morgan Freeman owns. It's an old cotton uh, market, like 150 years old, and they've changed that uh, uh, put that into a, uh, a, 
a, it's a bar performance venue and upstay uh, upstairs where the offices were, they've turned into luxury apartments that you can rent. So uh, a friend of mine and his wife joined us and uh, we were there on Thursday night and it happened to be open mic night. And so I uh, got to go on stage with uh, this old blues master and one of his protégés and Mark played drums and I sang dubious backing vocals and it was just the best time spent the night. And then uh, on the way back, to uh, South Mississippi, we stopped off at the B.B. King Museum, and I got to tour that. And then uh, that night, the night of my birthday, we saw B.B. King live in Biloxi. I was taking pictures off to the side as he was walking off, and he shook my wife's hand. Mm. And, you know, he, he, he gives out the, the necklaces, you know, uh, on off stage, and she almost got one of those. But um, that was the last time we saw him. And so... I've just been a I've just been a huge admirer of of BB King, and then when he died, um, that is still the only musician that I have shed tears over, and probably will be the only musician or performer that I have shed tears over. That's because he got um, you early. He got he got, got in your system he early. Got, got me here. He was in right there. freaking here. He died and on May fourteenth. 2015 yeah. may 14th and i was in um i was in dayton back then first person i texted because it, it made me sick inside and yeah, i didn't exactly. know anybody around it was that sick like loss you feel it i mean if you listen to live at the regal which is a short record you listen to it on vinyl it'll change your life it'll change your life uh don will you come back later you got things to do i know but you're welcome yeah. We're going to go and uh, do two stories with our friends from Amateur Radio Newsline. Yeah. We'll talk a little preparedness stuff. There's so many yeah, things and questions are coming in, and hopefully um, hopefully we're grabbing some of those. We can get Sidecar Steve to uh, give us some of those questions. Go ahead. What, what let, let, me point, let me point you to, uh, to another live performance of B.B. King that he actually says is his best, and that was the one at, I believe it's um, uh, one of the prison records. Folsom, I think, or maybe? I think that may be the one. But just, just Google... B.B. King's favorite live performance of his, and okay. you'll find it. I believe it's uh, when he was at at, uh, at Folsom Prison, I think. Okay. One of those big big jails back in the 60s, yeah. All right. My thanks to Don. He's going to hang out here. Uh, we'll, cu- we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and talk two stories with our friends from Amateur Radio Newsline next. The Kilo Station again, again, again. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. You're 5'9". Right. Brothers and sisters, I believe I have found a new way. A new way for you to support the content you enjoy and the community that you find value in. It's called buymeacoffee.com. It is not a commercial. It's a new way. And I've moved away from Patreon, which is going to hurt me for a little bit. But in the long run, I believe... That content creators should have creative freedom. There shouldn't be any censorship coming down from a platform in the way that you create. But moreover, on your side, do you really need to have a sign-up? Do you really need to have an account? And do they really need to take between 5 and 12% of your donations? No, I'm out. But I've moved over to buymeacoffee.com. It's as easy as that. No sign-ups, no accounts. Give if you want. If you don't want to, give as much as you want. Become a sustaining member. It's all there, but it's new. So I'm here to tell you about that. 
buymeacoffee.com slash K0STH is where you find us. And it's an easier way, a cleaner way, it seems, to support the content you enjoy. Now let's get you back up to the show. Portion of our program where we bring our friends in from Amateur Radio Newsline, we've got the big guns, the big guns today, and I'm happy to have them here because uh, why mess around with the, with the smaller guns? Now there you'll see Karen, she's over there. Karen is the uh, editor of Amateur Radio Newsline and uh, one of the voices, one of the anchors in the chair, that 20-year-old chair that we hear about every week, Paul. Uh, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? We had Don on. We were talking about great things, the Young Ham of the Year. Would you like to give uh, comments, madam, on the Young Ham of the Year? I sure would. I sure would. While we're in good news mode, I want to say that last year's winner of the Young Ham of the Year Award has just been uh, awarded a scholarship to college. He's going to be studying aeronautics at St. Louis University. Chris, K-D-8-Y-V-J. Congratulations, Chris. Uh, the scholarship will go toward his studies at St. Louis University. So young hams of the year go on to do great things. So Chris and is going to come to St. Louis? Oh, my. Well, he's going to St. Louis University. He's taking over the town. I'm going <clears> to... <throat> watch out. Uh, that's going to be fun. Watch out. He's- I've known Chris for a number of years. I interviewed him first back when he won the Hiram Percy Maxim Award from the league. And uh, I was impressed back then. And since then, I've become friends with him and his father, uh, Jocelyn. And Mm -hmm. uh, the whole bro family are just wonderful people. So, I mean, he's a very deserving and smart kid. All right. Well, we got uh, to go ahead. I, I should add, Jocelyn uh, texted me just the other day. Chris is about to get his private pilot's license. Hmm. So go, Chris. Go, wow. Chris. That's amazing. But can you imagine the uh, the concern of the parents as your, your child is now taking a... I think he's going to take the plane. Yes. I'm going to go out here. Yeah. And, oh. Yeah. Chris uh, mentioned... Uh, yeah, Jocelyn mentioned that. He said, one more thing to worry about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Not, uh, he'll never sleep again. Paul, why is the Young Ham of the Year Award uh, important? It's, I mean, it truly is. I mean, if you, you know, we mention it, everybody talks about it all the time, but you've got to keep the young people interested enough in this hobby to get into it and keep it going. Or, you know, I mean, eventually we're all old guys, we're all going to die off, and that ends the hobby. So, I mean, it's, it's important to keep them excited about it and, and reward them and uh, get them really involved because just getting a license and then never using it doesn't count. I mean, they need to be involved and advance the hobby and advance our public image. And these young people that, that are doing these sort of things in the community are really what needs to be done to keep ham radio alive. So very good. Yeah. We're going to, uh, would, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Hmm. Real quick. Uh, Calling back to Don, I mean, on a serious thing, I I definitely want to second, if you ever get near Clarksville, uh, Ground Zero Blues is a really funky, cool old place. I was there 
a number of years ago, a friend of mine who used to work for Stax threw a birthday party for Mac Rice, the guy who wrote Mustang Sally and oh, Must Protect Yourself. And he asked me to come down and hang out and, and photograph the thing. And I walked in and it's like, man, this <laughs> is a place to see the blues. So, yep. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the Young Ham of the Year. We want to get those submissions in now. Get them in today while you're thinking about it. It's raining in a lot of places. Go ahead and fill it out because the people need to spend enough time with those submissions to give proper uh, consideration to those. Now it's time for us to dig into our two stories. You may know about this. One story is probably top of the pops, top of the chart, where you need to know about this, and the other one may be a bit obscure. This time around, we're starting with Paul. Paul's got a story. What's going on, Paul? Well, it's um, it's an interesting story, and it, it really ties in a big part of what we do. It unfortunately doesn't have a happy ending. But uh, when I when I saw this come up in the script, it, it really struck me because this is a thing that happened essentially in my backyard. I mean, in the in a town like 20 minutes from where I am um, on uh, Sunday, the 16th or Sunday, the 17th, our, our local Aries chapter was called out to help with local uh, emergency and, uh, and and police and the firefighters to. Uh, to search for a 12-year-old autistic boy who had been with his family at a hotel in Hammond, Indiana, and had walked away from the hotel, and they couldn't find him. He, uh, it was, uh, he left uh, Saturday morning. He walked up, and by Sunday, uh, Saturday night, the email went out to all of us involved in you know, Skywarn and Aries that uh, this was not a drill. This is an actual thing. And uh, unfortunately, I had already had a commitment over in Illinois, so I, I couldn't join in. But um, I was listening because they used our local repeater because it's got to reach all the way from southern Michigan into southern uh, Il- or into northern Illinois, the southern suburbs of Chicago. And uh, so I was listening to them coordinate and discuss as it was going on. And it was really the first time I've heard an actual MCOM thing happening that wasn't a drill and uh you know they were all calling in and and checking in with the net control and talking about where they were and coordinating with the police and and what they're seeing where they are and um unfortunately uh aries got uh stepped down a little bit later um because uh you know they they hadn't come up with anything and and then uh, ultimately um the boy was uh, found uh, drowned in a local river um, a few days later, and it was uh, it was a really sad ending. But it was it was really fascinating to hear um, all the local hams get out and and participate in this and coordinate with the authorities to try to find this boy. Well, I wonder. Like here, we have. Um... It's kind of split up here. We talk about jurisdictions a lot with our 73 and what, you know, takes precedent is what's happening in the jurisdiction and those sorts of things. We actually have a search and rescue team in a different county. Is that part of the Aries program there? Do you know, Paul, or is Aries maybe, maybe it doesn't exist everywhere, a search, a specific search and rescue team? Yeah, and, and our Aries group um, is kind of new. 
Um, we didn't really have anything organized or coordinated. Uh, we recently had a, a ham from the East Coast, uh, from one land, moved out here. And that was his focus. That's like his primary reason for existence in ham radio. And he reached out to me because um, I was president of the local club. And I talked to him about the local repeaters. Uh, several of them are owned by the club. There's a couple more owned by another ham in the area. And that's the one that's got the biggest footprint. So he's really kind of putting things together um, for us. So, I mean, this is kind of new for mm -hmm. our area. We haven't really had organized Aries for a long time. Good. Yeah, the search and rescue team here is completely different. It seems like it's a, a, just a different group of people who train that way. And um, hopefully they're never called, you know. Karen, what do you think about this story? Uh, although sad, maybe um, good that there's some coordination in, in the search effort. Yeah, the coordination was amazing. The hams that I was in touch with uh, during during the week, because uh, I had been following the story since I had read about the little boy's disappearance, uh, I saw that uh, hams had been activated in one of the local clubs especially. And apparently this club uh, does coordination with uh, canine search and rescue. Uh, they provide uh, G GPS uh, mapping for them and all kinds of uh, specifics so that they don't lose track of anyone and they know by creating a map where everybody is, which is uh, amazing. The hams had good backup. Uh, folks came in from uh, nearby state as well. So this did cross state lines and uh, people were just all over this. I think if uh, by sheer volume of the number of searchers could have saved him, it certainly would have. Uh, but as the days went on, it just wasn't looking very good. Mm, yeah. The uh, the initial email we got on um, Saturday night, uh, and, and it's important that this is laid out in here, too, because it, it talks very much about uh, what to bring, um, make sure that all of your equipment, your batteries all charged. And it also is very, very pointed about the fact that this is – this is a very serious thing so when you get there act and and look like professionals and not just like hobbyists out for a weekend transmitter hunt um it was very clear about not wearing you know big fancy shirts with you know like your calls and all that he said it's not about that i mean if you've got a hat or something with your call on it whatever that's fine but it's like you're not here to make a big deal about hey look i'm a ham it's like I am a ham. I'm here to help you and do a job. So, I mean, it's, it's a totally different vibe and uh, it, it really helps ultimately in the long run when people say, well, you know, why do we need hams? It's like, well, this is part of what we can offer. And if you do it properly and if you do it in a professional manner, we all come off better than if we we're just a bunch of guys out there stumbling around with radios. Yeah, you've you've taken too much time if you've worried about what shirt you've got on you know if you're thinking yeah. about i need to be seen you've you've already wasted too much time yeah. yep all right well thank you uh for that story a bit of a bummer but inspired by and i think you hear about this all the time this is the time of year where we traditionally uh, you know talking to a news editor here too we happen to see these stories about kids who are going swimming in the rivers we were near both the mississippi and the missouri river here so we see these uh, right around graduation time and it's 
really unfortunate. But you hear a lot about this uh, type of thing now, and not that that was his case. But unfortunately, it, it happens a lot. So it's good to uh, be prepared in some way and know that it, that it happens. These kids are, are, are mobile and moving around. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got a, an uplifting story. We're going we gonna to bring this home with something happy here. Come on, girl. Give it to me. Let's, let's have oh, something good. <laughs> we, we, you, can't, you can't do happy better than this. Okay, Cannot good. do happy better than this. Uh, I bring to you Herschel Woody Williams. He is the last Woo-hoo, surviving look at this. recipient. Go, Herschel. He won a Medal of Honor uh, for his service at Iwo Jima during World War II. He's a good guy, and he's turning 98 in October. So some hams in Texas have decided they're, of course, he's getting a birthday party, but we are all invited. Uh, Hams are asked to go to the QRZ page of Donna Snow, W5SML, and send a QSL card, which... Turn it into a birthday card, and Herschel will be getting his, or I should say Woody, will be getting his collection of QSL cards from the amateur radio community around the world at that party. He has done good even after leaving the Marines. He had a uh, foundation created, and he assists uh, Gold Star families. These are families who've lost members in service uh he has monuments built monuments created to their uh family member who gave their life and sacrificed for the good of the country this guy in his uh, 98 years has done quite a bit i think the least folks can do is send him a qsl card give the man a five and nine and really celebrate with him so uh this is happening again donna snow is the amateur radio operator coordinating uh if her name is familiar to you she is a reality uh tv hostess of uh, texas flip and move and her call sign w5 sierra mike lima visit the web page visit the qrz page find out how to send woody your qsl card and your greetings Karen, thank you for bringing that. And I'm going to toss it to Paul here in a second, hopefully not in an awkward uh, way about what I'm getting ready to say here. But thank you for bringing that story here. And on Memorial Day weekend, uh, of course, he's still of the living, but it, it reminds us that this weekend is, is much more than let's have a beer and a hot dog. Uh, you know, so to, it pains me to have to say it, but I know sometimes uh, we tend to kind of glaze over this thing and it's you know, I, I'm off on Monday. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you've got, you've got uh, people out there who are who represent really what Memorial Day is all about. He's he's one of our living ones. Paul, talk about uh, why we should. Well, pick pick me up here because I'm just spinning out. Talk about the importance of Memorial Day and why why we think about it. Well, a lot of people. Unfortunately, they they also you know they're like Happy Memorial Day, and it's like no no you see. Veterans Day is one thing. That's where mm-hmm. you celebrate the the you know men and women who went to war for us and came back home. Memorial Day is when you remember those who went and didn't come back home. So I mean, it, there's a lot of people who who gave 
their lives, you know, to keep our country the way it is. And uh, this is the day that we remember their sacrifice and what they gave up and also remember the families they left behind and uh, and their legacy. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's a thing that needs to be done that, that they're not forgotten. And uh, it's just, you know, okay, have a cookout and watch the race and do all that with your family and friends. That's fine. But also remember what Memorial Day is actually about is the key. I'd like to mention something, too, if I can just jump in. Uh, I watched uh, last evening a couple of interviews with Woody, um, one done by the VA. Based on his service, he could very easily have been one of those people that we were honoring on Memorial Day weekend. He was in very grave danger uh, during the battle in 1945. He's here. So he deserves to be celebrated. He's had a good long life. He's done so much good. And if you have a QSL card, and I think just about everybody does, fill it out and celebrate. He really has served not just our nation, but the world. Well, uh, a toast to all of those who didn't make it back home and all of those who served and uh, gave their life a toast to uh, Woody uh, for the living in his service here. But uh, here's to you. Salute, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, wish it wish it was a little stronger. Next show. Next show. But thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for coming by. Have a great uh, weekend. I hope you have a good time uh, doing stuff. And eat a hot dog now that we've tipped the hat. Nope. That's right. We don't do that. We don't eat the meat. Vegetarians. Veggie dog. Eat some broccoli. Eat some broccoli. <laughs> eat some broccoli. <laughs> this public service announcement brought to you by eat Karen Eve Murray. Thank you, guys. 73. We'll catch up with you uh, next 73. week. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID, and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email. Then you can use it during our nets and operating events, share it with your friends, do whatever you like, but that is how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and click the gathering page. Now let's get back to the show.